Hey everyone, it's Adrian Pinozo here with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast. We actually are on episode number 49. Super excited, grateful, stoked that, uh, you know, my podcast is being recognized. Our listeners have more than doubled, tripled actually since we started, obviously. Things are going super, super well and overly, overly grateful for all the success we've had in 2022 as we approach the end of this year. So thanks to everybody listening uh, for all the great comments and feedback we're getting. Really, really appreciate it. It's made a difference on the guests we're bringing in and stuff we're talking about. Um, before we get into our guest today, I wanted to take a minute and talk to you about a couple of things. Obviously, the market and where it is today. I want to reassure everybody that EPC is still buying it in abundance. And we are doing this because we're taking advantage of those purchase prices. So we're not shying away. We practice what we preach. I practice what I preach. And, and right now is an, an incredible time and will continue to be a really, really good time for buyers. We all know we're in a buyer's market now in comparison to what we were in 2000 their earlier months of 2022. Um, so we're looking for buyers. And ultimately, some really exciting news is that we want to help you or someone take advantage of this hot buyers market. Seriously, guys. So we're reaching out today, and, and I wanted to put this on our podcast, that we have started what we call Share the Wealth Program under EPC where we're offering you to bring somebody to our inner circle and um, joint venture partnership with our company. And obviously there's rewards for this. And I welcome you to, you know, reach out to me, get a hold of me, ask me some more questions about our Share the Wealth program under our company. I'd be happy to, uh, to give you those details and, and see if that's the right fit for you. <clears throat> excuse me, or any other accredited investor that you may know um, under this program. So yeah, I just want to leave you with that. We're still buying a lot of properties. We're looking for um, people who are interested in talking to me about Share the Wealth program and how you could benefit by bringing somebody from your inner circle to our company, et cetera, et cetera. So reach out to me. Let's chat about that. I hope some everybody out there is taking advantage of this buyer's market right now and capitalizing. I can't stress enough. Really, really be um, conservative on your numbers. Know those numbers, especially with these interest rates now. Nothing's really changed, even with a bird. Yeah, you may have to leave some money in the deal as opposed to getting all your money out and then some, which is what we've always um, been used to over the last several years. Yeah, that's changed. But run your numbers accordingly. And if you're running your numbers accordingly, at the end of the day, like we always say, it's all about the numbers. And I really believe if you ride this wave, you know, they're predicting a year and a half, maybe two years from now, you're really, really going to be able to capitalize when the market turns. And we all know, historically, every decade, the market turns. And every decade, property values have almost doubled, if not doubled in value. So it's just stats, guys. It's numbers. It's knowing your numbers. Take advantage now. I really hope you are. And if you need some reassurance about that, reach out to me. 
Let's chat about it. I'll tell you what we're doing. I'll tell you about our new Share the Wealth program, and we'll go from there. Let's get on to the show and welcome our new guest. Hey, everyone. It's Adrian Pinozo here with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast, helping you get more to life so you can start living your powers and your dreams through real estate investing. Chris Prefontaine, did I pronounce that properly? Absolutely perfect. Prefontaine is the four-time best-selling author of Real Estate on Your Terms, The New Rules of Real Estate Investing, and Sell with Authority for Real Estate Investors. He also is the founder of the Wicked Smart Companies and host of the Smart Real Estate Coach podcast. Chris has been in real estate and in this game now for over, get this one guys, 31 years. And I thought I was at it a lot and I'm at 11. So 31 years of experience ranging from construction, new homes in the 1990s and owning a real, <clears throat> a realty executive franchise to running his own investments, both residential platform and commercial coaching clients throughout North America. After the crash in 2008, Chris re-engineered his entire business to weather all the storms in an econ economic cycles. Understanding these challenges, he helps students navigate the constantly changing real estate waters. Today, Chris and his family and team run their own creative financing business and are still in the trenches every day. Their main focus is helping students across North America plan their escape from their Y2 jobs by getting into the trenches and doing deals with them. They've completed over, get this one, $100 million in transactions. So needless to say, for everybody listening, there's no shortage of experience coming from uh, Chris and his everything, I guess, he's experienced and accomplished in the real estate investing game. So, Chris, thanks for being on our show. Pleasure to have you, my friend. Yeah. Thank you, Adrian. I look forward to diving in and uh, helping Alyssa's any way we both can. Awesome. Awesome. So, Chris, uh, for those of you not for those of our audience are not familiar with your story and your background and whatnot. Can you give us a, I guess, bring us from the start to where we are today and Cole's notes version on how you've been one spectrum to the other? Yeah. So other than what you already said, thank you for that. Um, uh, I started back in the early nineties building homes. Um, and then you, you kind of pieced in the rest of the journey there, uh, in the bio. And then just to fast forward to today, because of the crash of 08, we basically re-engineered everything we do uh, after I had to take time mentally to get out of my own way after the crash. And we, and that is we don't use banks and we don't sign personally on loans and we don't use our own cash. Uh, that's because I had no choice coming out of the crash. That's what I engineered. And then I didn't realize what it would morph into uh, to have now students, as you alluded to all over North America, doing deals. And then the big caveat there, and I'll, then I'll toss it back to you, is we do deals with the students. So it's interactive. I think it's really cool to go to a seminar or read a book. But the fact is you go to do it and then life happens and reality happens. And then, they, you know, you get intimidated sometimes. So 
when you get someone locking arms with you and you're interacting live in a deal, that's the best way to learn, in my opinion. So that's the model that we run on. You said something really interesting. You caught my ear and I'm sure you caught everybody else's ear. We don't use our own cash. We don't sign or guarantee our loans on and on. Can you can you explain that a little bit further? Sure. Yeah. How does that work? Yeah, we only buy three ways. Okay. One is in no particular priority order. One is uh, owner financing and we niche that down another layer. We do owner financing with sellers who are debt free. They have no, they're free and clear, no mortgage. And there's a reason we do that. I can come back to that. And then the second way we buy is subject to existing financing where I'll buy their home. The loan that they guaranteed stays in their name, but we take ownership. And the third way is a lease purchase. Um, those are the only three ways we buy. And all three of those re require no two tiny amounts. If, you, if you're buying, you might have a closing cost, but no to little money and we never take out loans. So, you know, at our peak during COVID, we probably held not the students, just our own family held like 72 properties or so and not one loan were we on personally. And man, what a big difference from during the crash when I put my head on the pillow every night thinking, okay, I'm on these personally and the market's tanking. That's a big difference. Uh, so the stress level is needless to say a little less. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So just to recap, you're you're getting that loan from the seller who has uh, no mortgage on the property. In the owner financing case, yes. And the beauty of that, Adrian, why I love that one is and why we talk to free and clear people is they are typically wanting the best price. We're OK with that if we get a long term, because on like 99 percent of the deals, we're structuring principal only monthly payments back to the seller, no interest. So in a market that, you know, is going sideways or down, you have a nice recession hedge, I call it, when you're pounding principal down every month, say for four, five, eight, 10 years, that's a massive principal reduction. And that's why they're so lucrative, the deals. Wow, yeah, I never thought of that like that. That's amazing. All right. <clears throat> um, Chris, you're the founder of Smart Real Estate Coach, empowering individuals and families to create the life of their dreams. Talk to me, what is the Smart Real, Real Estate Coach and how has it grown since 2014? Yeah. So in 14, I literally wrote a little ebook. Somebody asked me to write an ebook to send to their database. It was a virtual assistant company who had other investors as clients. And they said, I think what you do could help them. Could you write an ebook? I said, sure. We called it Eat That Sandwich. We wrote, we wrote the book, we sent it out, about 300 people said, I want a free copy. So we said, okay. So that started our, literally started our company. Uh, and then a gentleman locally here in the community who was at the war college, we have like a training war college here and it's been there since the early wars. Um, he called to say he's going back to civilian life and could I help him? He heard about us, he heard about me. At the time it was just me in 14. In uh, 15, my son Nick joined and 16, my son-in-law and my daughter joined and then since then, the company's grown to about 20 people. Um, we hit the Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies in the U.S. in the last two years. So I didn't know back then it would morph into this. But I think what the key thing is, we're sort of part of a, a neat community that really cares about helping people now. Um, we don't have to, because of how we buy, go out and lowball price-wise. Like I said earlier, we can pay the price and, and really be a win for the sellers. 
uh, in most cases. And so mm -hmm. it's morphed into a company that started at 14 grand in sales and uh, this year will be somewhere over 4 million. That's what, that's what's kind of transpired over the last eight years. Wow. Tremendous growth. Tremendous growth. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> tell us more about the wicked smart community and the experience of learning through the programs and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so of what I alluded to early age, when I said people take a course and then they're kind of on their own. Well, yeah. our community is pretty cool because if you go on, like we have Slack, that's the platform we use to communicate. Yeah. And so it used to be, you know, back in the day, I'd be coaching 15 people, right? Now there's like 140 people in the community and there's certified coaches and there's people that have been more seasoned. So if you're brand new and you post a question because you just had an appointment or you had a negotiation or objection, you'll get, you know, a couple dozen answers right on the spot. So I think it's a great place to kind of lean on people. It's a great place to say, hey, I got challenges this week. Who's gone through this? The, the community aspect, I think, is important as people are learning. At least that's what I've seen now in hindsight. Super important versus I took a seminar and I'm out there and is this right? Is it wrong? Am I messing up? Am I being OK? It's a it's a nice community to lean on yeah sounds like it wow so <clears throat> how are you inspiring investors and entrepreneurs to take that first step towards creating consistent income with real estate you must be um, a master at it with all your 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 experience yeah i mean a couple of things that come to mind when you ask it that way like when people come in, they all get taught the same curriculum. We actually have a, over the years have really fine tuned like a 90 day curriculum when they start. I don't care what level they start at, how aggressive or slow they want to go. They all start at that 90 day curriculum. And so that begs the question, why do people come out faster or slower than as far as getting to their first deal? If the skill sets taught the same, why is it different result? Well, it's because mm -hmm. we all come to the table with different baggage, right? Different skill sets or lack thereof. Like me coming out of the crash, it took me a long time to get mentally out of my way. So I had mental things to work on. Other people come in, they might have disciplines to work on, but everybody's different. So the, the fastest path is going to be more customized for every single person, yet they all start in the same curriculum. Does that make sense? Right, right. And that 90-day curriculum, I guess, when that, is there still ongoing support after that? period is over or how does that look? Yeah, most of our, we call them associates, the people we revenue share with and coach, most of them are between one and three year contracts. And then most of them after their contracts up, they want to stick around. I, we've gotten comments month after month, like to the effect of, hey, I understand my contract's ending, but you guys are like family now. You know, that's just the, the closest of the community. So we have a continuity program. They can stick around and do everything, you know, as part of that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you trademarked the term, uh, quote unquote, three paydays and referenced it in many different media outlets. Tell us more about what the phrase means to you and the value behind this uh, understanding this phrase. Yeah. So um, when I started back after the crash, there were sort of, you know, if you had to describe it, I'd say, OK, I kind of drew a line or a box and said, what are these kind of protocol? What are the rules? that I'm going to operate under if I'm going to get back into real estate after getting beat up. And one of them was the bank thing we talked about. But the other one was, okay, I'm used to getting paid at that point. I was in it 18 years. I'm used to getting paid really well one time though on a deal when I was a realtor, a builder, an investor. 
I did a deal and I got paid. Uh, again, I don't have any complaints about it, but it's once. And so every January, I'd go, ah, oh, I got to get back on the treadmill. I got to recreate that type of income again. And sometimes, not sometimes, like every January, that would be depressing. So the three payday system allows you to kind of combine different types of income. And frankly, even if you and I were going to open a restaurant, this would be good. And it, it's income now. So when I, when I start a deal, I get a little money. And then once I start that deal, I get paid continuously monthly. And then once I cash that out, I get all that long-term wealth cash out. And so how that comes about, and those are the three paydays, but how that comes about, Adrian, is payday one is I sell the homes to buyers needing more time to qualify for bank loans because I was in that predicament. That's how this all started. So whether they need to repair credit or save more money or what the bank calls seasoning if they have a new job, that's payday one because they're buyers. They're just coming to the table with that payday one, their deposit because they need time. Payday two is I'm paying something to that owner or their loan and I'm collecting something more from my buyer because they're in that home while they're qualifying under a rent to own. And then third is again, when I cash out, but remember I talked earlier about principal only. When I cash out of a deal, all of that principal only accumulates to my side. So I have all that at the end when I cash this deal out and these can go Three years, five years, 10 years, 15 years. You can you can engineer these deals as you go any way you want. Very, very creative, man. Very creative. Um, <clears throat> going through the dramatic downturns in the market, you decided to enhance your focus on making your business recession resistant. Explain the importance of becoming recession resistant in your business and investing life? I think the best way to answer that is first say what the opposite is. And the opposite is, you know, not protected from upturn, from up and down cycles. And, and then I'll go back to it. And that is you experience what I did in 08, which was awful. If you, you know, you expose yourself to bank loans and personal signatures and things like that. Um, and the market turns, you don't have any leverage. You're at the mercy of whoever you, pledge that to literally. And there's nothing wrong with bankers. I have nothing against them, but they got to do their job. Mm -hmm. They got to go to where their signature follows them, uh, yep. leads them. So the opposite uh, to get yourself recession, I'll never say proof. And that's why I say resistant because you can't be proof. I know people say that, but it, I think it's impossible, but you can hedge your, your bet. And that is um, whenever you structure these deals, we're talking about creative real estate is long. The longer term you can go, like I bought my office building, owner financing for a 20 year term. I don't care what happens to the market in this cycle or the next cycle, frankly, because in 20 years, A, I, I'm certain the value will be higher and B, I have all that principal pay down that, that kind of gives me that hedge. So the short answer is longer terms. But but the other piece about when I said the banks come to the personal signatures, look, if, if tomorrow I had a loan due to a seller, not a bank, a seller, I'm not on it personally, they don't want their house back. And so my worst case is I go to them and I renegotiate. And this happens during COVID. We renegotiated three out of like 72 properties. It wasn't bad, but the seller was glad to do that, especially during COVID. They didn't want it back. So it puts you in a spot when you're doing owner financing or creative financing, any one of the ways we do it, you are you are in the, in the driver's seat. You have leverage because you're not on it personally. And so it's just a different ballgame than, than the opposite of what we started with, with the banks. Genius, man. Yeah. 
I'd be interested in um, diving into it maybe on another time, but diving into how you guys obviously made a quite a an impact in the industry and private sellers and whatnot, and how you source those deals is probably something you're going to keep close to your chest and share that with your clients. But I can share it if you want. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So all the students and we to this day start with a basic kind of source for the deals and and everyone's familiar with them. They're expired listings that don't sell with realtors. They're for rent by owner lists. So you have landlords in there that are just tired, frankly, and it cycles through as they age or whatever in COVID. And then we have um, for sale by owners. And then if people want more leads, like we always want more and variety, then we'll go get lists, niched lists like free and clear owners out of state address. So they own a property in your area, but they live somewhere else and they're debt free. That's a great list. Um, So that's four, four sources right there that would keep anybody busy. Yeah. And, and pretty basic, really. There's no real secret sauce to it. It's just basic, you know, pounding the pavement, so to speak, um, to, to source those deals. Yeah. The secret sauce, if there was one would be skill set, right? Just like, how do you talk to, how do you talk to sellers, you know, and we have all that we have live and written. So people get, get comfortable with the scripts like anything else, right? That's what actors do. They, they learn the script and once they do done, they're good to go. Yep. Um, you touched upon it and you piqued my interest there. So what do you think of the, obviously in your deals and your long-term investing, uh, or your long-term financing this market and obviously the, all the rate hikes don't really affect you. What do you think of the market right now? I love this. It's such like everyone's topic now, right? Um, you are correct that it doesn't affect us. In fact, it's the opposite. It drives business to us because picture, I'll, I'll say a few stats here. You have hundreds of thousands of buyers all across North America that seven months ago, perhaps thought they could buy a house for their family. Then they might've been excited because the rates were low. Now they can't. That's a bummer for them. And they probably lost hope. Yet in creative financing, we have a solution for not all, but some of them. Um, if that's happening in, where, in the United States, the 50-year average interest rate is 7.7. We're not even there yet. And it's already a problem. And the reason I know it's a problem is for the third time in 50 years, that's it. Just the third time we have an affordability, I won't say crisis, but challenge. And, and if it's already a challenge and these sellers, the demand just went way down for them. If that's the case, what's going to happen if it creeps up further? I don't know if it's going to. You and I don't know that. But if it does creep up further, we have a bigger problem. And these people need creative financing more than ever. I, I'll say that in my 31 years, I don't, I think hard to the cycles. And I don't know if there's ever been such a good time as now for creative financing. And it's becoming, uh, it's been around since 1600s, but it's becoming more and more mainstream now. It's a big difference. Right. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, You've been able to change lives and share priceless information with countless of people. That's for sure. Would you be able to provide some advice to people out there that are balancing a full-time job along with learning and wanting to learn the whole real estate game and get in the game and start, start kind of segueing into that? What would your advice be to them given all your, your experience? Yeah. Um, 
this is good because our big thing that you mentioned earlier is we, we want to help people escape their job, right? That's It's been a big thing since COVID. Hundreds of thousands of people are doing it. And I applaud that. And I'm not so naive to say that creative real estate is for everyone. I think it is. I'm biased. But I, reality is there's different options, right? Mm-hmm. So here's some general advice so I don't give biased advice for us. Mm-hmm. The general advice is this. And I think this works in any business, but but certainly I'll address real estate. And that is... Well, number one, find a niche. There's plenty of lucrative niches in real estate. Find a niche, if it's not creative, that you say, you know what? I can get behind this. Like we tend to attract people that want to help people because we do pay a good price. And we just want to win-win. If that's for you, great. If it's not, find one that, that you can get behind you're passionate about. If it's wholesaling or flipping or building, I don't care. Just pick one. Second, it gets a little more difficult, I think, in reality, as I go through these three steps. Second is find someone in that niche that, in my opinion, has a few qualities, someone or a group. And that would be in no particular order. One, um, someone that has weathered at least a couple cycles because, look, we're going through something right now. And if you're with someone that's brand new, they don't know how to tell you how to navigate it, plain and simple. So find someone that's kind of weathered a few economic cycles and hopefully even some personal challenges. And then when you find that person, this is more kind of personal to me, but I think I feel strongly about it. And that is Make sure that person aligns with you value-wise. So for me, family is important. If I meet someone, I've met plenty of successful people that trashed their family over it or lost a spouse over it, or I know someone that lost their kids over it. If if that if that's important to you, well, that's not something you want to follow. So it's got to align with you, real estate and personal, in my opinion. And third, put the blinders on for three to seven years and go after it and don't get shiny object syndrome and try to go chase the next thing. Because you will have success if you do those three steps in any niche. You really will. The challenge is staying on the game for the three to seven years. That's the challenge that I see. People just jumping off too early. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, All right. Um, We got three questions left. And we call this our... uh, Let's call it, for lack of a better word, our lightning round where they're... Quick pro pro questions. Um, <clears throat> Chris, what is your why? Why do you do what you do every day? Yeah, this is great. I, it changes with age, I think. <laughs> At least with me, it has, you know, in cycles of th- two, three, four years. Right now, for my wife, Kim, and I, we've married 36 years. It's about creating experiences. And I mean that from a team company standpoint. I mean it from an, a student standpoint. I mean it from a personal standpoint. So for us, for example, where we just nailed a 30-year goal of ours to build a home up in the mountains uh, in Vermont. And that's not just to have a material thing. It's to bring the grandkids and the kids and the family up there to create experiences that you never forget, right? Right. Um, So it's to make enough money, not for money's sake, but to create enough experiences that never go away. I love that. And and, um, reality is sometimes or half of the time or or whatever – percentage you want to put on it, money does create experiences. It can if it's done right. Absolutely. I agree with you. Right. Like you can't have that place in the mountain or where you want to buy that place to take the grandkids to this and this and that if you don't have the money. Right. So they kind of sometimes go hand in hand. And and I can't agree with you more on that for sure. So you're very successful now, obviously. And we say that relative to how the world views success. Do you think there is still more to life for Chris? And when you look at more to life, what do you see? 
again, this is stages, but for me, it's passing the baton uh, to different team members right now. My son-in-law, as of you and I talking, three days old, this news is that's it. It's brand new. It's not even announced yet. He's taking over as CEO of the company. So the the next thing is that I I literally woke up this morning thinking, okay, I'm really just, I'm a coach now for even my own team. I'm no longer the one in the trenches, even though it's hard for me to let go. I'm no longer the one in the trenches doing all that. And so what's next is to develop leaders and people and grandkids and kids to go ahead and take that to the next level. And I think that's just the coolest thing to watch. And until you coach someone or develop someone, it's hard to fathom that. But trust me, if you can get in that position, it's a wonderful place to be. Amazing. So if you could give one parting piece of advice to people out there listening to this episode from Chris, what would that be? Um, don't give up on yourself. I, I look back and every, every single person I meet could do what you and I are talking about right now. They just don't give up on themselves. It's mental. Yes, mental is so big in this game too, eh? Because I, I mean, in eleven years, I've gone up, I've gone down, hit yeah. some challenges, hit some roadblocks on different deals, on different things we're working on, and yeah, mindset is huge, and um, that that concept of never giving up, the concept of failing forward and pick yourself yeah. up and let's go again, and on and on and on, yeah. It's huge. Mindset. Bigger than we think, right? It's always bigger than we think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Chris, for everybody listening, how do they get in touch with you and your team if they want to get into business together? Um, I'll give two two resources. One is we created a, a link for a free uh, package from us to your tribe. And nice. they can just to get that for free. I mean, free. They won't be shipping anything. Just go to Wicked Smart Books with an S. Wicked Smart Books dot com forward slash adrian a-d-r-i-a-n and you'll get that package out um takes a few weeks but you'll get it out and so that's going to be more automation right i won't see that what i will see is if you want to um chat with me if you want to get a free call um it, look it's the new year whenever this is going to be viewed by you or, or listened by you go to yeah. smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash masters class it's a totally free class and at the end of that, you'll have a chance to have a strategy call with me. You'll have a chance to get more free resources. I'm big on free, Adrian, because I want someone to come into the niche based on that formula I said earlier because they want to. And they say, I get it. I see the big picture after some due diligence. So that'll give them two ways to do that. Amazing. So, guys, there you have it. Um, reach out to Chris for some free stuff and get started. I mean, what do you got to lose? It's free to get started and then get that one-on-one call after that and take off and you're off to the races. Everybody's got, I think you hit the nail on the head there as well, Chris. Everybody's got goals in 2023. I mean, we do, you do, everybody does. So if you guys are thinking about getting in the game or thinking about, you know, some creative financing and increasing your portfolio and whatnot, reach out to Chris guys. So on that note, I think this may be our last episode before the holidays or before Christmas. So Chris, Merry Christmas to you and your family. You as well, Adrian. The best over the holiday season. And for everybody listening out there, Merry Christmas to you and your families as well. Hope you enjoyed the episode. I sure did. And we'll chat soon.